Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Here we are on a Friday night, one day after Thanksgiving. If you haven't heard before, I'm saying it now. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Well, happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope every single one of you ate so much turkey, so much stuffing, so much cranberry and mac and cheese and all that other good food. Spend time with your family, your friends, doing what you got to do and be thankful for everything you have. That's part of my Thanksgiving because I actually went to my girlfriend's family's place and throughout the entire time, you know, we were waiting for the food to, you know, get settled and everything. Everyone was just hungry. Like, like you can just tell, like, everybody was just hungry. And then what actually, you know, was good for our entertainment, you know, my two nieces, they were literally running around for like 45 minutes to an hour. So if anyone ever comes to me and be like, oh, hey, Mike, well, how was your Thanksgiving? And I'd be like, oh, it was all right. It's all right. You know, we just saw two kids, you know, a two-year-old and a one-year-old running around for about a good 45 minutes to an hour because of the fact that they were hucked up on sugar. But it was actually entertaining nonetheless. And, um, you know, uh, we, 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 had, we were good. We had a good time. And... Um, you know, I say this all the time. I say this to my friends and my family. I'm thankful for my inner circle. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the people around me. And quite frankly, I don't think I would change anything else. So I really hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving as well. That you guys ate all of the turkey, all of the stuffing, pretty much anything that you saw fit. And if for any reason you are vegan or vegetarian, it's kind of funny because there were a couple of people that came to me. Well, I'm vegan, so uh, I don't actually. Uh, believe in eating life and I'm dude and I'm like dude you're eating plants you're eating plant life it's fine like you don't have to be a dick about it if you're vegan or vegetarian I don't care either way happy thanksgiving it's not always just about eating turkey you can eat anything you know just be thankful for where you are who you have what you have and stop being a dick that's all it is stop being a dick but aside from everything else We are back. This is a Friday night, and we're going to address some of the rumors that's been going on within the world of comic books, especially Marvel, and it's another Spider-Man-related talk. But this time, there are rumors that... What's his name again? Oh, of course. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. You know him as Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, that there are rumors that he's reprising his role as Doc Ock in the MCU Spider-Man 3. What does that mean? What does that mean? And how much of these rumors are actually true? And in relation to that, in continuation, one of the directors, if not the director for Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, saying that all iterations of Spider-Man are canon. But then again, he was joking after that. Although... I'm thinking of this from a different perspective. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? 
And I want to give the main shout out to my favorite Avenger of all time, Hawkeye slash Jeremy Renner. There has been some reports and some photos and some stuff that's been leaking on where he is now training and he is training his ass off for his show Hawkeye to appear on Disney+. And it's going to be him and Kate Bishop together. And I think they're going to start filming sometime next week in Brooklyn, New York. That's right. Brooklyn! I say Godless I say yeah! The Marlin, the Marlin! Okay. <laughs> if you know what that was from into the Spider-Verse trailer, Brooklyn, there you go. <laughs> Even though I'm from the Bronx. I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited for Hawkeye. I'm excited for my man Jeremy Renner to shoot them bows and arrows like we always do. And I can't wait to see Kate Bishop on the big screen. I won't say big screen, but more of like my screen. It's going to be exciting. 2021 is upon us. We're finally going to get our shows. Hopefully nothing gets postponed again. And we'll see. We'll see how everything within the Disney Plus has to offer. That's what we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into some rumor talk with some Spider-Man related content. That comes up right in a bit. It has been a very, very long time since we have seen the epic movie, if not, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man movie ever made, Spider-Man 2 from 2004. And although it didn't have that much action from the first film, it had powerful emotions. You can chalk it up with the with the actors that played them. You got Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst and... You know, Alfred Molina and so many others, like the cast and crew and everyone was just phenomenal. And it made you feel something. It made you feel connected in a way to not only Spider-Man, but the villain himself, Doc Ock, Dr. Octopus. You understood his motivation. You understood where he was coming from. You understood why completing his project meant so much to him at the expense of losing his wife. And when the ending happened, I'm sure you remember, when the ending happened in Spider-Man 2, and he realized that he has done something, he's made a huge mistake. So the best way to redeem his character and complete that story arc was for him to destroy the thing that he created. The power of the sun at the palm of my hand. You remember that it was the reactor type thing. The tritium. Was it the trend? No, that was just the uh, the object of what was going to make it work. So you can imagine how surprised I was or how amazed I was that all of a sudden these rumors start to come up that Alfred Molina maybe would be reprising his role. But then it goes into a couple of thoughts that could spout out from this. For example... It was literally just a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks ago or was it last month? I'm trying to remember exactly, but it was around recently that Jamie Foxx was going to come back 
as Electro. And if you remember, he's from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But he's going to come back in... I believe there were some rumors, or I don't know if this has been confirmed yet, but I honestly don't remember. But he was going to come back in his yellow-type outfit, in his, in his yellow form, instead of the blue form that we saw. And I was giving scenarios where... You know, I, I was just trying to justify where we saw the movie. I thought to myself, well, he didn't really die. He just vaporized. And maybe he vaporized into a different dimension. I mean, who the hell knows? It could be in the MCU dimension. You just never know. Now, how about let's take that same scenario and port it towards Doc Ock. You know, yes, he was diving into the water too, but what if that reactor thing that he created was a doorway into our universe as well? I mean, you can chalk it up to maybe that's also another way where that Doc Ock could be part of us. But at the same time, you know, that that arc that I just said in terms of him redeeming his character wouldn't really fit into the new MCU Spider-Man 3. So let's throw all of that out. Let's say both characters, Electro and Doc Ock, they both died in their respective universes, in their respective movies. And you bring them back, and they're just different iteration of their characters. You know, uh, different iterations, because let's face it, when it comes to comic books, and when you deal with the multiverse, you could have two people that exist simultaneously in different universes, but they're not really the same person. I mean, they are, but they're not. You know, let's chalk it up to... I'm, I'm going to give a few prime examples. Let's chalk it up to... If you've played... What's the, what's the game? Injustice. If you played Injustice and you realize that, you know, however different... You know, there could be different iterations of one character, but they're not really the same person. Same same, same name, same everything, but they're not really the same person. And I think that's what we're going to chalk it up when it comes to Spider-Man 3 in the MCU. You see, if these are different iterations of the characters that we knew, then the exploration in terms of how they are when they interact with Spider-Man, when they interact with certain, you know, um, characters, whether it's MJ or, you know, maybe if you want to throw J. Jonah Jameson into the mix, like, you can chalk it up to, okay, this is the same character that we all know and love, but it's a different version of the character that we all know and love. And honestly, I don't have a problem with that at all. I really don't. I think it's a phenomenal, fantastic idea because, you know, I, I understand the hardcore fans and I understand some of the casuals that have seen the movies from back then. They're going to chalk it up too. But these these guys are dead. The, these characters are dead. Like, how how exactly could that, could that, could that happen? And if you just remember and think that there are different iterations of a character within the multiverse. You know, because we've seen this all the time. We see this in the CW network. We see this, you know, in all the comics we read. There are always different versions of them, and we love them regardless. You know? I mean, hell, let's look at one of my favorite 
comic book movies, not comic book movies, but comic books of all time. You know, the Batman who laughs. We have evil Batman. It's the same character, it's the same Bruce Wayne, but it's a different version of that character. And that's what we're getting here. That's what I believe in what we're getting here. Assuming that the rumors are actually true. Now, at the same time, this actually brings into another point in the rumor that Scott Derrickson likes to... He says he was joking, but I feel like this is something completely different. He wrote on Twitter, you know, because I got to follow the tweets. He wrote on Twitter that says, All Spider-Man iterations are de facto MCU. Which means, in, in other words, they are all canon. Now, Screen Rant took this and ran away with it. They hooked up on that fucking storyboard. They hooked up on that storyline. And they just fucking rode that motherfucker until the wheel fell off. You know? And then, it wasn't until after Screen Rant was getting way too ahead of themselves, Scott Derrickson came up with a tweet that says, By the way, that was a joke. I was just trying to prove a point. I'm paraphrasing here. I was just trying to prove a point against someone that I was speaking to. Here's my perspective. Here's my comic book conspiracy theory going on here. I don't think it was a joke. I think this is a foreshadowing of what we're going to get for the MCU Spider-Man 3. I think this is a way of him telling us that yes, we are going to get the Spider-Man. We are going to get them. And guess what? The actual canon... Uh, motion for if you don't know what for any reason if you don't know what canon means canon basically means a sequence whether it's a movie or a book that basically fits within the timeline so if the if he's saying that all of these different spider-man are canon within the mcu then that pretty much signifies that we're going to get them very very soon because we haven't gotten them before. I mean, we have in different movies, but not within the MCU. And if they're not canon yet, let's let's take him at face value real quick. I know I'm confusing you, but I'm trying to slow down a little bit. Let's take this at face value for a hot, hot second. If he is joking, and these iterations are not canon, they will be. Because if Doctor Strange, and I predicted this, and I can feel it in my heart of hearts, and I know you can as well. If Doctor Strange can find some way to bring the different Spider-Man from their timeline and put it into ours, and let's say face off against the Sinister Six, because let's face it, with the fucking rumors of Doc Ock and the confirmation of um, Jamie Foxx's Electro possibly Venom and you know you got Vulture and Scorpion and everybody else and all the major villains Morbius if you want to throw him into the mix I don't know how he's going to do that because he's in he's with Sony right now you know let's throw everyone into that mix that means that you can have these three Spider-Men face off against the Sinister Six in MCU's Spider-Man 3 movie I wouldn't be surprised if they call it Spider-Man, um, you know, Home Sinister or Sinister. Because I, I know they have to throw in Home into the title 
I get it, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And I'm trying way too hard to try to make sense here. But you understand what I'm trying to say. They will be canon. And I feel like that is probably the best news out of every fucking thing that we are going to have. Can you imagine for a hot second that you can have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland? And you know, like... And, and they can be used. And I and I said this to a friend of mine that I work with. You know, he did not understand the reason to have a live action Spider-Verse. And I, feel, I felt like I just wanted to slap him across the face. I'm like, what, my guy? Are you fucking kidding me? This is actually the perfect time. This is the perfect time. He goes, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, we already had that with, Ma- with Miles Morales. I said, yes, yes, I understand that. But you need to understand this. And I just want to, like, fucking shake his head. And I'm like, you motherfucker, just listen to me. Here's what it is at the end of the day, okay? When Miles Morales had his movie, he was still in development. He was st- His character was still developing within the context of the entire film. And the other Spider-Verse, uh, the, the other Spider-Men, you know, Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham, Penny, Par- uh, Penny Parker... All of these characters were basically used in a way to push Miles Morales to be his best. Because if you remember, and there was a distinct scene, there was a specific scene that basically was showing that. When they were all in the basement, and they were all gathering together for the first time, and Peter Parker was trying to tell everybody, hey, listen... You know, Miles, he can he can use Venom Strike and he can turn invisible. And he says, I can't do it yet. He can't do it yet. By the way, one of the best lines ever. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> it's fucking funny. But before then, all the other Spider-Man were like, um, uh, can you do this or can you do that or can you do this? Can you do that? They were all there to push him. They were all there to, to help him be the Spider-Man that he is. I mean, hell... Before the what's up danger scenario happened, when Peter Parker says, if you can get by me, uh, if, if you can get by me, if you can take the gooper out of my hand, then you can come with us. Something along those lines. You know, Venom strike me right now. Turn invisible at will. They were pushing him because they realized that this kid has so much potential to be his best. And I feel like we're going to get the same thing with MCU Spider-Man 3. I feel like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be the key founders in pushing Tom Holland Spider-Man to be his best and to possibly help him beat the Sinister Six. I I can see it and I feel like that is the direction in where this movie is going to go. And guess what? I am fucking excited. Oh my god, I am fucking excited. Even though we have to wait one more year and an extra month. One more year. But, god damn it. This is a great time to be a comic book fan. It really is. Now, I don't know who's going to be the real mentor figure. Because with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, he was more well-rounded. With Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, he was a little bit more... Quippy. I feel like I should separate this to a different episode in terms of, you know, separating each Spider Man that's happened before from 2002 all the way till now 
and see how they differ. I know you can catch that on Looper or, you know, someone else that is way much more of a diehard Spider-Man fan than I am. I get that. But I want to talk about it from my perspective. So we're going to see exactly what happens with that. Overall, overall, I think this is a great way for Scott Derrickson to foreshadow what's going to happen in MCU Spider-Man 3. And it also makes me wonder, because I, I know there were some rumors about Miles Morales actually being part of it as well. Again, and I've said this before, it's way too early for that because we still need to develop Tom Holland's Spider-Man to his, to his full capacity. And for some people that are thinking to themselves or that wants to say, oh, well, he he's actually fully developed already. Mm, no, he's not. Because they're still going to push him to find a mentor figure, you know, with Tony Stark being his mentor. And now they're going to have Doctor Strange be his mentor. Like, again, Spider-Man functions when he's alone. He functions well when he's alone. He functions well when the weight of, you know, saving New York and the fate of the world is resting on his shoulders, he's been a loner. That's who he is. And what's very different about this Spider-Man from the MCU version, when you got Homecoming and Far From Home, he has help. And he has help way too much. So that kind of takes me out a little bit in terms of him being the true Spider-Man. I know people, you know, there are some that always ask me, oh, who's your favorite Spider-Man? You know, it's it's hard for me to give an answer to that because I can I can tell you right off the bat, my favorite Spider-Man suit, Andrew Garfield's from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That looks like it takes from the page of a comic book. Who's my favorite Peter Parker? I would say Tobey Maguire. And the reason why I say that is because you know, maybe this is from nostalgia. Maybe this is from, you know, the fact that I grew up with him so much and the fact that I can see the nerdiness from him and I can see that he engaged much more of an emotional connection with me when I saw the second movie. That would be my best answer. But I would really have to dig deep down to find out, you know, who is better at what. Which Peter Parker is better? Which Spider-Man is better? You know, who has the best gadget? No one's a gadgets. You know, that take that out. Um, basically, who's the best overall Spider-Man? And some people can make strong arguments that Tom Holland is the best well-rounded Spider-Man. And I can completely see that argument. I really can. So, in conclusion, I can't wait for the movie next December... It's going to break my fucking heart that everything that I'm pitching to you and everything that I'm hoping for. and Because we, we do this all the time as fans. We do this all the time where we hype ourselves up so much. And then when we see the movie, maybe 50% of what we spoke about doesn't happen. That's going to be heartbreaking. It really is. Because I know the studio can, like, they can develop the money. Develop. They can forward the money and pay for these two actors it's what the market wants it's what the fans want so just give it to us just give it to us 
Before I end this, I know I've spoken so much about Spider-Man. I want to shift gears a little bit towards this final thing. I believe it's this weekend, tomorrow, where the rights, officially, of Daredevil finally goes to Marvel. Marvel finally acquires the rights of Daredevil. And Vincent D'Onofrio, that's right, the kingpin himself, he put out a petition. Well, he encourages everyone to sign the petition for hashtag save Daredevil. And it's already reached over 385,000 signatures. So it's way less than half of the whole Amber Heard situation thing. And that's very interesting. But, you know, some people, they care. Some some people, it, it, it happens. It happens. We care much more about other things than others. And it happens. But let me tell you, I signed that petition. Hashtag save Daredevil. I want him to be in the MCU. I want Charlie Cox to be in the MCU. And if for any reason, and I read rumors about this in certain articles. I don't know how much of this is true. But like I said, I'm taking it at face value for a hot, hot second. I like saying that, hot, hot second. If for any reason Kevin Feige is being stubborn because he likes to do things his own way and he's very ego-driven, and for any reason, he doesn't want to bring in Charlie Cox because it's a different idea and it's not his own, bro, check yourself. Check yourself out the motherfucking dole because you know full well this is what the fans want. And, you know, you've stocked up, So, and I'm going to come back to this, you've stocked up so high... By putting all your eggs in the basket of Captain Marvel. And even though she exceeded the global box office. She is not well liked anymore with the fans. Maybe not a lot. Maybe just a few. But it was a bad move. On how that was handled. The whole PR shit. The whole oh this movie is not made for white men. Bullshit. You know. It's never good when your movie has controversy. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say that because there are certain films that do have controversy. And sometimes controversy can be good. But when it's at a point where people either want to ban your film, boycott it, destroy it, say negative shit, or not even look forward to the sequel, to the potential sequel, that's a problem. And sometimes it's best to listen to what the fans want instead of thinking what's going to make best for you. Does that make sense? Stop being political, stop being corporal, and listen to the audience. Listen to the people, to the diehard comic book fans. And who knows, maybe he already has this in the works already, and I'm just talking out of my ass right now. It's completely possible. But as of right now, if he's not going to bring back Daredevil, what the fuck was the point in trying to recruit him back? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, so you have numerous ways on how to 
listen, on how to share, on how to you know uh, tell everybody you know if they are if they are not even Android users and they're Apple users, you can hit them up. You know, word of mouth spreads. Tell them about my podcast. Tell them that you know I am growing and that I'm very passionate in terms of what I'm speaking about. That it's good. That it, it it's not perfect. You know, it it's not perfect. And I'm willing to take anything and everything from you in terms of how I can make myself better. But I am on multiple platforms now: Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Podbean, you have a way to get a hold of me. You have a way to hit me up if you choose to. For one thing, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up. We got our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics, where you can post anything you want that's comic book related. And all I ask is for you to be respectful with everybody else. And if you want to hit me up directly, you can go on Twitter. Mike Garcia VO or OTC Volume 2. Volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that. Now, before we end this night off, since we are now on episode 83, we are going to go into our superhero quote of the day. And I'd like to take the pleasure to read this from Luke Cage himself, the Power Man. People are scared, but they can't be paralyzed by that fear. You have to fight for what's right every single day, bulletproof skin or not. And my reaction to that is this. Replace what I just read to how you feel about the virus. Now, I'm not saying don't be afraid of the virus. I'm just saying, don't be paralyzed by that fear. That's all I got to say about that. Have a great weekend, guys. Tune in Monday night where we will talk more on all the happenings that goes on in the world of comic book movies, shows, games, or whichever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. See you Monday. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.